0: back to insurance happy hour this is laird
1: and i'm becky
0: hey becky i i saw that uh, you had a birthday this week how's it uh, being
1: 40 you s- fuck you <laughs> <laughs> i am not 40 thank you very much
0: dot 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 yet
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I someone sent me an edible arrangement for my birthday this week and it said enjoy your 40th and I was like, I'm 40. <laughs> <laughs> I have more time. <laughs> There's still time. um <laughs> <I'm- clears
0: throat> I'm I'm always the age I'm about to be next in my mind. So I I am currently 44. Like that that's my age, even though I'm 43. My age is 44 because I always look at it. I, I, I this, you round up. Yeah, that's the positivity. You know the the, the optimist inside of me, not the realist or the uh, pessimist. But I always look at it as is. Trips around the uh, sun. I, that's if you've noticed. Sometimes I'll tweet on my birthday. I'll say, you know, just completed my X trip around the sun. It's the space geek in me and all of that. And so I, I was. I, I think that that's kind of, <laughs> that kind of funny. And so I always say, well, I'm already on my 44th trip around the sun. So
1: yes, yeah, I, well, I mean I, I'm not. I kind of do the same thing. Although I don't call it terms of their around, son. Just the closer I get to my birthday, I just already assume that I'm that age. Mm-hmm. So by the time my birthday actually happens, everyone's like, "How does it feel to be you know 39?" I'm like, "I felt 39 for the last month because it was inevitable. So <laughs> it doesn't really feel any different than it did yesterday."
0: Yeah, I, I have always, you know, birthdays. You spend all of your you know, any, any age below the age of 16, you generally want to round up your birthday. You, you want uh, birthdays to be uh, going to, you know, you want to be 16 so you can drive. You want to be 18 so you can uh, vote. You want to be 21 so you can drink. You're always looking for it. And then at the second that you hit 21, it's like, well, what, what, what else do I have to look forward to? Now
1: I had one. Turning twenty five, so you can rent a car, and your car insurance goes down.
0: Nope, no oh, man. I didn't care about insurance back then, <laughs> so long ago.
1: Why did you care about insurance? You were working at ITC. I was,
0: I was the network guy. I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> Paid the bills, right? That's, you know, oh yeah, insurance. I didn't even know what we did. That was the crazy part. Back- we
1: we should do an episode talking about your early days at ITC and what you. T- <laughs> <laughs> Because those stories are so funny.
0: Uh, oh, you mean the one sleeping underneath the server room floor because it was cold and no one could
1: find me? That or how you go to a double feature? And <laughs> hey, when
0: you're good, you're good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, but, right. uh, but yeah, um, I, I look forward to being 35 so I could become president of the U uh-huh. S and then I turned out 35 and I was like, you know what? Setting your sights to be the president of the U S that's setting it low. You want to be the CEO of the U S because you got to have goals. <laughs> <laughs> so what'd you do on your birthday?
1: Oh, cause when, you didn't work. No, I took, to, I took the day off, which is very, very rare for me. I usually just work on my birthday. Um, but I I figured with the quarantine, I'm tired of being at home, and I didn't want to spend my birthday at home working at home. Um, it's kind of like a it,
0: it's like a double double hate, you know. It's yeah. like not only do I have to be here, I, yeah,
1: yeah, pretty much. Um, we went we went to to a, a spring fed lake on the west side of Fort Worth, um, and and spent some time swimming there, which was really super fun. Um, and then one of my neighbors is having a baby in a few weeks. And so we held a little mini shower in our cul-de-sac for her. Um, and you know, it was kind of like, do we want to do the baby shower? Do I want to say that? Yes, we are good on the 29th to do these plans. as my birthday, but then what else am I going to do on my birthday? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, we, we hung out with some neighbors, which was fun. Great. That's... And I made my favorite cake.
0: What's your favorite cake?
1: German chocolate.
0: German chocolate. Did you I mean, did you use Kirsch and everything? Do it do it right?
1: I didn't use Kirsch, but I used German I actually use German chocolate. Okay. To make it instead of like milk or dark dark chocolate.
0: Hmm. Did did you use maraschino cherries or did you use
1: There's no cherries?
0: Oh oh wait, wait, wait. Sorry, You're no. That's Black Black forest. Forest. Oh god. Then yeah, you don't use Kirsch. Never mind. I'm an <laughs> idiot. <laughs>
1: You don't know your German case.
0: Yeah, <laughs> unkenahner. Yeah, no yeah. eggs. Yep. Yeah. That's a that's from a tool song. Is that <laughs> everybody says it sounds like this German hate speech, like a, like a Nazi German hate speech, and really it's talking about hash brownies with where you make sure that you don't use eggs, like where he goes unkenahner. <laughs> it, it's effectively saying. And don't no, use eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Love people with sense of humor.
1: Yes. But
0: uh, so yeah, yeah. So wait, wait. I, I wanna circle back. It wasn't me, even though it's classic that I would have done some shit like that, but who sent you a foot? you know, congrats on your forty? <laughs>
1: I don't want to. I don't want to out them <laughs> okay. on their mistake. Uh, but it it was a coworker. I will say that much.
0: Okay, so I need to make sure that we we press the <laughs> the the publish link to the all users group here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I know it wasn't you because I fully expect payback on my actual fortieth for oh, what you- we did on your fortieth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but. but- <laughs>
0: I still find little pieces of tape on the wall.
1: And glitter in your keyboard?
0: Uh-huh. Now I got a new keyboard finally, so there's no more glitter. And it took me it took me a while to get back all of you. For still what didn't you, get me. I, <laughs> you try. I tried. Damn, Airhorn didn't give it give it its gust, I uh, don't I don't even know if we talked about it but on that episode. <clears throat> um on my fortieth birthday, they papered my walls with um, every th- pictures of me from early days of ITC, and uh, even I think there was one of me in high school or there something. Was, there was one of you from high school, and, and I look like me, other than I was a rail.
1: Yeah, you were. You were pretty tiny. I, I was a rail, like I yeah, and.
0: Um, So, you know, it was all great. There's glitter, there's crap all over my office. It was all fun. And then, so I'm sitting down at my chair and then all of a sudden Becky and Joel are sitting there in chairs across my desk looking at me and they both, they have this like, like shit eating grin on their face. Like, so, um, uh, what? And then I'm sitting in my chair. I'm like, what? And then I see Becky kind of slyly trying to record on her phone. I'm like, what's going on? And then, then we stop and they're like, never mind. And then later I come back to my desk and I'm like, what's under my chair? And they had rigged an air horn to go off when I sat down in my chair. The problem is, I, I think that the way that I sit in my chair is I kick my legs back behind my chair when I'm sitting down. And I think I knocked it whenever I sat down. And so it was no payback. There's there no, no fun with that. And then
1: I, I, I have a long memory. I know. And I knew when I was doing it that I was going to get – you were going to pay it back tenfold. So oh, I, yeah. I fully expect it. So I got Good Joel luck back. surprising me.
0: I got Joel back. I got Joel back on the air horn. I just walked into his office, pulled it out of my back pocket, and then buried it in his ear. <laughs> 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 so that – And then Justin, who was also involved, he was in the bathroom, uh, you know, doing his business. And I do the air horn and I turn off the light. (laughs) (laughs) And then your payback was going to be on episode. I I had it over there hidden. You had no clue. I'm sitting there pulling it up. And you know how sometimes air horns just mess up? Well, the air horn just messed up.
1: It misfired.
0: It misfired. (laughs) Still disappointed. Oh, Oh, man. But yeah, so, well, happy birthday, Becky. Thank you. Well, uh, you know, you are closer to 40 than you are 30, so. Uh,
1: Yes, I am.
0: (laughs) It's, you know what, it's happier here. Being in your 40s, I actually am really enjoying my 40s. Now, I'm working my ass off just like I did in 20s and 30s. But being 40s is that, that comfortable space where you can still be kind of cool to people in their 20s and 30s. Kind of. We're not cool.
1: Do <laughs> you ever? So
0: what got <laughs> <about> this week?
1: <laughs> I like how you just ignored that completely. <laughs> uh, yes. So I thought we'd talk a little bit about your boy. Oh, my boy. Uh, Okay. Clive Owen? No, not that one. Jason Statham? No. Okay. I don't know. Who's my boy? Elon Musk, dude.
0: Oh, okay. Man. You know what? He is definitely playing the uh, part of uh, Dr. Evil from uh, Austin Powers. Yeah. He's enjoying it. And if you're worth billions of dollars, anybody that's worth billions of dollars, they they always act a weird way. You see Bezos and Ballmer and, and and everybody, and even Gates. Now they're doing a lot of Philip Trampic stuff and all that. But Elon Musk is having fun with being a billionaire,
1: and you should. Well, they had Tesla did an earnings call last week. Did you did you read anything on it?
0: I did not. I, I'm I'm still waiting for my tweet back. If that, if someone that's six four and you know built like a brick shit house is going to be able to fit in the uh, in the Tesla Roadster, so I don't pay attention until I get a personal response from Mr. Musk.
1: Well, it seems like he is, um, you know, from the earnings call and some of their other things, really trying to recruit and create like he always does a revolutionary company, but this one for insurance, you know, they, um, they, they started offering, what was it last year in California insurance for the Tesla, um, cars as part of the sale of the car car. Uh, I think it's backed by state national.
0: Okay. Right. Uh, I, I'm not sure to be honest.
1: Right. Well, I don't, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't
0: know something. You don't, you,
1: what? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. I know everything. Yeah. So, I I came across this commentary article from Mark Bredding, who's part of Strategy Meets Action, mm-hmm. and he the the question he is posing is "Lemonade or Tesla: The Biggest Insurance Disruptor." So, you got Lemonade in the title, which always gets my attention, and then Tesla. But he's, he's saying, you know, everyone is paying attention right now to Lemonade because of their IPO and their supposed success that they've had. In, and Hippo had a good week too. And Hippo's had a good week. Um, you know, but he's, he's arguing that Tesla has a bigger potential for being a disruptor more so than Lemonade because – Tesla appears to be looking to go beyond just distribution and because he's hiring actuaries. Like it, what was it he said? Hold on. i got to find it.
0: Well, first of all, one of the things that I, I liked is that speaking of billionaires, you got to Warren Buffett who, whenever everybody was worried that uh, Tesla was coming out, they were, um, It was all, um, you know, Tesla, 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 doing all this stuff, and Warren Buffett just flat out said, "Insurance is hard. Yeah, you you have to do it." And so it's good that Tesla is hiring actuaries and underwriters to better understand the market because that's the first step.
1: You know, to building the insurance company. Yeah, correct. The his call out was to. inviting actuaries to join Tesla to create a revolutionary insurance company. I mean, this is what Elon does is create, has these big visions and create these evolution revolutionary companies. I mean, I I don't know that anybody would say insurance is necessarily revolutionary on the same plane as space exploration or autonomous vehicles is, but it's, it's, Going to be interesting to see what they do. I think it will be. All
0: right. Now, I I agree. I, I agree that they have the ability to look at this differently, which is great. But we really have to come back to one thing insurance is as simple as this people pay you money, you hold their money, and you are betting that you charged enough money that the collective group of everybody's money put together is enough to cover the incidents that people have that are inside the group. That's it. You have a hundred people, they all put in a dollar and you have 90 people say, Hey, I had an accident. Then you make a 10% profit. And then the next part of that, that's and then if, you have a hundred people and you've got to pay out 120 or $120. Then you have a $20 law or 20% loss. That's insurance. Basic. Now what you do is you go, okay, not everybody is equal. And remember that, that, that article we had of how to make insurance equal across the board. So you remove, you know, bias from, from insurance. It's just not possible because everybody's going to be different. Someone who is, Immature, young, new to driving is going to be a higher risk than someone that has, you know, driven for a long time and has always followed the rules and knows to look out for everything. And so then instead of charging everybody in that hundred group a dollar, you're now charging them two or three dollars. I know I'm kind of talking basic insurance here is that this is basically what insurance is all about. And we're all insurance people. So we get it. But that's the basis of insurance it's hard to innovate that part of the model and so where everybody's like you know lemonade is not innovating a single solitary thing if we want to go look at their their ipo their offering and all that they say they're innovating but they still you pay them money they pay out claims there's no innovation in that. Not sure, the claims can be handled by a bot. Well, that bot got very claim-happy um, very beginning, caused them to lose a lot of money. But now they've corrected the bot, and the bots brought it back into play. So all of this stuff, Becky, is just insurance. It's the distribution model that is truly disruptible. And so whenever we're talking about how they're going to disrupt insurance. We need to change the conversation away from disrupting how insurance is underwritten and managed in the back end, and how claims and all that type of stuff. Because yes, there's room for improvement in that process, but that process is hundreds of years old. It's tried and true. People would have thought of different ways to do it. But if you look at Lemonade, you look at HIPAA, you look at Tesla, you look at anybody, they are trying to innovate the distribution channel. So what that does is that disintermediates. Yay, is that the one right, finally. <laughs> agents. Because what it is doing is it's removing agents from the sales cycle, moving them away. And Tesla, they're going to offer insurance. They're going to do it. You know, just click a little but, uh, button when you're buying that car, or you're leasing the car, or you're buying a used car, or you're getting support. You got to drop your car off for service. You say, "Would you also like insurance?" Click a box, and it's all done in in the Tesla, you know, ecosystem. They're not going to have much success until we. What happens on that? Uh, our previous episode where we talked about well, you also have to offer insurance on other cars which we've talked about before. So uh, I'm getting kind of frustrated with everybody. And, you know, who's the guy, uh, Rich, what's his name from SMA?
1: Uh, Mark Bredding. Mark Bredding.
0: Yeah. This is almost clickbait because, no, Tesla is not, if you think about it, Tesla is not going to disrupt how insurance is is handled and the fact that they're hiring actuaries and doing that. No, they just realize that you can't just slap something on someone else's product and call it a day. You have to actually build a product and building a product is hard. Warren Buffett, Progressive, you know, Geico and Progressive are two of the smartest companies in the world when it comes to insurance they are analytical, they look at it, they understand the market inside and out. That's why everybody, okay, I don't want to use the word everybody because it's too broad, but a lot of people will always do when they start their program, oh, we're doing a me too progressive rate.
1: What's a me too progressive rate, Laird, for anybody who may not know?
0: A me too progressive rate is where they look at progressives rates and they create a program that is very similar to progressive that, that should be flattering to progressive because, you know, it's, uh, you know, flattery is, uh, whatever that saying is (laughs) my brain is broken this week. (laughs) Whatever Imitation is the most sincerest, uh, sign of flattery or whatever. Something along those lines, but that's, they, they need to stop. They need to start understanding that innovation will start with data and analytics. And that coming around full circle is where Tesla will be able to outshine a lot of these other people that are out there in the market because they have a wealth of data and analytics and they use that analytics wisely.
1: Well, what's what's interesting is they're not the first auto manufacturer to try to sell their own insurance product.
0: Yeah, GM's tried it tried it two or three times now.
1: But where I think Tesla is different from GM, for example, is that Tesla is also a data company. Their cars are reporting up data on the driving behavior of those consumers, Again, which is going to affect the price of their insurance.
0: Correct. And and ubi usage-based insurance is absolutely the first future of this industry and it requires connected vehicles all the vehicles connected and talking to each other and talking to a central hub and having all that data in a bureau product such as uh, credit is now that's whenever you can get it as long as that data is proprietarily held inside tesla that's fantastic but again They're just Tesla. They only see the data from Tesla. Um, Other manufacturers, Ford has their own. uh, Mercedes Benz has their own. A lot of them have their own. A lot of them are driven by Verizon. Verizon's got a back end that they aggregate it and resell it all. But you're not going to have insight into GM vehicles or Ford vehicles. So again, you're going to be able to make really wise decisions on ensuring that Tesla. Tesla. Tesla, But you're not going to be able to make great decisions on. Um, you know, ensuring the force. And it, it, the data is clear. Like I've said, <clears throat> I'm a very aggressive driver. Using a blinker is a sign of weaklet, weakness. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I am also extremely attentive. Like I see things, my, you know, miles away. Like my brain is always processing way ahead of, uh, ahead of stuff. And I'm always, you know, I'm not looking a few hundred feet in front of the car. I'm looking thousands of feet in front of the car. And I'm watching everybody. Like, I I don't get it. Sometimes I'll be driving to work or something and I'll pull up next to a coworker, and I I pull up and I'm like, you know, pace and I'm going because obviously I was going faster than they were. And I pace them and they don't notice. Like if a car comes zooming up to my side and then all of a sudden slows down and pacing me, I'm like, am I getting shot? (laughs) (laughs) Is this a cop telling me to pull over? Is someone trying to get my attention? I notice that type of stuff. And so while I'm an aggressive driver and I drive fast and, you know, um, but I I don't know how to use my left hand at all uh, while I'm driving. um, I honestly, I don't get in. Tickets. I don't get accidents. You know, it's the last ticket I got was I was doing 80 and a 60, and it was a blind corner. And, you know, just not a chance that I would ever have ever caught this. It was completely blind corner. And so I should cost more to insure because of all the factors. But in the end, I'm pretty cheap because I don't have accidents and I stay aware. Those are all factors that come into play when doing insurance that you don't know until you're watching the, how they drive, but I should actually be a higher risk. And if progressive ever put their little dongle on my car,
1: I, I was going to say, you must not have a UBI based policy because otherwise you would be. Paying more.
0: <laughs> I, I love it. Like, Every, you know, I have policies with different carriers and whatnot. And they all like, you could save money by, you know, using our app. You could save money by plugging in a doggle. You and can you're like, oh,
1: oh. oh.
0: and, um, you know, we had this because I, I bought my last, my my current car, because I have a car and a truck. My current car, I bought this car because um, the next year model had a whole bunch of connected data services like it report like there's a user license agreement whenever you start the car the first time that you have to click to accept Uh, it it does sharing data and we talked about buying the truck where the ford guy is sitting there going now this is how you do the app now put in your information now agree to that look you can now unlock your car remotely yay Uh, wait what is this remote i've been carrying around in my pocket for the past you know 25 years what does that do well, you can also start your car via your 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 phone. I'm like, can I do that from the remote? Well, yeah. I'm like, why? But at that point, I was signed up to data services and all of that stuff, and I had to use the California Privacy Protection Act to actually get my data to stop being reported.
1: <laughs> Thank you, California. I knew you were yeah. good for something. Yeah. Huh? Now,
0: I, like, when you bring up these topics, Becky.
1: Oh, you're going to blame this on me. Okay.
0: No, I'm not going to blame it on you is that we do a lot of interesting topics, but they seem to kind of a lot of times revolve around very common themes when it comes to this, this segment of the market. And it is always, and I think you do it on a little bit of purpose. You pick, you pick uh, topics that will rile me up because you admitted that last <laughs> week but or two weeks ago, ah, in the end, a lot of these, these articles are out there to really shock and get people to talk about it because there's an article about Amazon offering insurance in India.
1: That, that was also big news uh, in the last week is that Amazon is going into insurance.
0: Yeah, and I, I get it, but it's India. It's not the U.S., And everybody, and I will tell you this straight up, is that whenever you talk about where innovation could go in the insurance industry, all you have to do is look at Europe and the EU. But there's little cracks in that armor as well, by the way, is that they have completely variable pricing. You don't have to sit there and go to a regulated commission to actually get your rates published. You could go, hey i like the i like your shirt you're wearing i'm going to give you a 50 percent discount they can do that in, in in europe
1: and hope you don't have a claim
0: correct and then they can do that because creating a, a bucket for each claim but connected usage-based insurance is the great um you know leveler because then you could say we have data that if you drive more than fifteen thousand miles a year you're putting yourself, you know, the average driver drives 10. And if you're driving 15,000 miles a year, then you are adding 50% risk to you. I, it's, it's not that easy because the more you drive, the more while you're out there, the more experienced you are and all that type of stuff. So it's not a, a linear curve, but yeah, uh, it, it's it's going to make insurance where they can say, you know, this is the cost for this, 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 and they can give you an individualized rate. It's just, if we really want to transform how insurance is sold, you have to get rid of the regulations behind it. Yeah. Remember Mark Cuban at South by Southwest, whenever he was making an investment in Zebra, he was like, we got to get rid of regulations when it comes to insurance.
1: Not happening.
0: Uh, You know what? If, If he can... If he and Elon Musk can successfully, because they haven't yet t- take on the SEC, you know I- I'll give them a shot.
1: <laughs> they might have a chance, might work. So you're might saying work. there's a chance, right? Yeah. No,
0: not not in the ne- uh, not in the next 15 years. And if I had to put uh, a timeline. On when things are going to change in the industry, I'm always going to use the word fifteen years from now. Why? Because the average age of vehicle going through Turbulator mm. is fifteen years old right now. So it's going to take at least because that's remember at least uh, fifteen years to get rid. I mean, how many connected vehicles are out there right now? I- Not many. I mean, there's not many self-driving. Five mean, percent of what's on the road, maybe. Even that. I mean, even Tesla's still not, you know, level four autonomous. They're they're just now maybe getting to the point where they can offer that. They're not there. We're not there yet with all of this. And so, even if everybody tomorrow started selling nothing but connected autonomous vehicles, this industry's got 15 years, at least. And then on top of that, are we going to get you know classic cars? Look at the classic cars are out there. You know, Terborator doesn't really have vehicles prior to 1980. That's considered a classic market. Okay, so um, even though now that the car I drove in high school, it's considered a classic. <laughs> and it was only a year old in high school so i mean it You're was old i know whenever i can get a classic license plate on my 92 mustang
1: lx four banger oh yeah man you know it of course you drive a mustang <sighs> that's where i where i learned how to drive fast
0: <laughs> i actually have four mustangs in a row and then then i then i grew up
1: <laughs> oh you did
0: yeah Okay. Well, I just, I got, I, I moved on from Mustangs. I just, now I drive a faster class of car, I guess. Um, but no, move, moving back to that is that even now we still have vehicles daily that are from 1980s, 1990s that are getting quoted inside the system. So it's going to take a good 20 years to really transform it. So as long as Tesla is able to, or anybody is able to, to ensure that 1986 Toyota Camry station wagon, we're good. But it, until they can't do that, you know, it's going to keep going. But when they figure that out, sure, we can start worrying.
1: I don't think he, he was. He was talking about worrying, as just hey, this. Everyone's watching Lemonade, but there there are other companies to watch, and Tesla may be one of them.
0: Ah, everybody's watching Lemonade because that's it, it's it's just wrong i I, it just is and and i i've said this before i want lemonade to be successful i do i want anybody any business to be successful you just can't be successful the way that they are going at it Mm. they are successful the way they're going at it's just i don't believe in doing things that way i'm more of the long-term strategy okay (laughs) grind it out uh it's almost do- happy hour, is it, it? It's almost company happy hour, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I uh I won't I, I won't be able to partake today.
1: Why not, Laird? What yeah. Are you this, doing? Is
0: a, this is a nice wow. <laughs> do you do you care?
1: <laughs> yes, I care. Jesus, I j- <laughs> <laughs> Why can't you drink in the happy hour, say Laird? Um,
0: why can't I drink during this podcast? Notice I'm a lot less, I'm a lot less forgiving about your attitude and your snarkiness whenever uh, I, I'm not, not have a nice libation in my hand. But yeah, I'm. Uh, I am doing a pilot's for pause flight this weekend.
1: Oh, fun! What are you driving, puppies?
0: Yeah, actually, a lot of times you get you get big old old dogs that you know are you know can't use their hind legs. You got to do special stuff for them to go to the bathroom. But yes, uh, I'm flying five extremely cute German shepherd puppies. Oh. So you get the good with the bad. Everybody's like, Oh my gosh, you got that. But then you get the the good or the bad is that you get the ones that are, you know, that pee on your plane. And then you get the really cute ones that are Instagrammable. Like I'm going to have to sign into Instagram to post on the gram. Because I'm going to have such cute puppies running around the plane while I'm flying. Do you remember your password? Uh, Yeah, unfortunately, it's tied to Facebook. So (laughs) I know my Facebook password. I don't know. What? I thought you
1: blew up your Facebook, Laird.
0: I I learned that I have to actually have a Facebook. So what I do is I actually deactivate it and reactivate it. uh, Because then you get... Because if you don't have Facebook, you have stuff like this. By the way, for everybody that's listening, during one of those pauses, Becky sent me a, uh, a calendar invite for the date and time that I admitted that I don't know something. So she's such a nice person. All right, so Becky, here's my Spotify. Like I'm sharing my Spotify on the screen right now. Look at this upper right corner. That is my Spotify username. Because I disconnected from Facebook.
1: What is that like? Thirty characters long?
0: It's completely random. Thirty characters. I, I mean, this is a password that would require supercomputers, the entirety of the t- of time in the universe to to crack.
1: Oh wow! I, I mean.
0: But- It's not only that. It's it's not just all lowercase. It's uppercase, lowercase. I mean, they need to start putting punctuation in this thing. So whenever you kill your Facebook account, your Spotify account no longer has your picture from Facebook and your name from Facebook, it becomes a 35-character jumble of crap. (laughs) Why does that matter, Laird? Because I, I like things in their boxes, like I, I am OCD. Like I, I, I notice pixels off on sites, and I freak out about it. Like whenever something is not padded right and equally and perfectly there, I freak out. And so, yes, like on my car, it's a German car. Speaking of German uh, cakes with cherries on it, um, <laughs> when they're not. But see, the thing is, is I like German chocolate cake better than I like Black Forest cake, but every time I think about j- German chocolate, someone says, hey, I got a German chocolate cake. I'm like, oh, I don't really like it, because cherries on it, but I like cherries a lot, so whatever.
1: Um, <clears throat> <laughs> 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 if I didn't know better, I would say you were high. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: it's it's 12 hours, bottle of throttle, not uh, um, twelve hours bottle to uh, bong it. Uh,
1: <laughs> when 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 is your when are you flying? We could do a quick shot. <laughs> Five a.m. <laughs> so we, we got some time. We could do a couple shots.
0: Okay, we'll do, we'll start doing shots whenever I'm whenever I'm parsing down the shit of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I get all this stuff. but back to my German car. You know, by the way, rabbit hole like crazy at this point. <laughs> is that. Um, One of the things is is that my car, Germans don't know how to tell time, obviously, because my car has four clocks in it. It is a two-door coupe, and it has four clocks. It has one analog clock on a dash and three on the screens. I mean, come on. And So... Now, now, to how everything needs to be in its place is that whenever the time, the time, if you have it in American standard, the time, what it does is it puts a zero in front of any hour that is not, um, um, you, you know, like from zero from midnight to noon. It's got a zero, so it's like zero seven eighteen for seven eighteen in the in the. And then afterwards that zero pisses me off so bad that I have my clocks, the digital clocks in my car set to military time because of the symmetry of that. See, that's what I don't like to have all this stuff. So now getting back to the Facebook of why I blew it up and then going back to the Instagram is that I have my, my Facebook account. However, I deactivate it every single time I need to go in it because I'll get a message from the ITC or I'll get, you know, I'll have to log in to to make a change or something like that. Or someone has a, a, you know, sends me a link and it's like, oh, it's on Facebook. Well, I go to Facebook, you must log in to see this link. So I log in and then I immediately deactivate my account yet again. So when I hit Instagram to take pictures of the dogs that I'm flying in the plane today because I can't get, A, I I can't uh, drink after five o'clock because it's twelve hours bottle throttle. That's what I'm doing this weekend.
1: (laughs) Did you follow all of that, dear listeners? (laughs) Because I had struggle. (laughs)
0: I'll I'll draw you a map. You know, I was about halfway, and I was like, you know, no one's going to give a shit about this, and actually, it's going to become much more complicated to them figure out, and I was like, screw it. Let them see what Becky really deals with on a daily basis. (laughs) Not the the well-defined, fits-in-the-box, CEO-raired mindset, but the absolute pure chaos that happens in my head about how I get from point A to point B. And usually that requires me hitting like W and Q a few times for me to actually hit that A to B journey. <laughs> Speaking of A to B, did you notice that the Amazon uh, box logo where it has A and it's got a little smiley face? A Do to you Z. Notice? It's A to Z. It's like we have everything A to Z. Isn't that so
1: neat? I mean, logo design can be a little, like, pointed if you think about it. Like, FedEx has the arrow and the in, white space. In the X, yeah.
0: Yeah. And yeah, so we're, we're both logo brand identity nerds. Nice.
1: <laughs> and Wendy's has mom in the Wendy's collar. It says mom.
0: I did not know that.
1: Yeah. If you look at her collar, it's M-O-M.
0: Did you know that the Golden Arches is actually an M for McDonald's?
1: Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> this is so shocking to me. I had no clue. Ah, I, you know, sometimes, sometimes
0: I'm able to, to, to help you, lear, you know, learn new things. Thanks for the marketing lesson. Oh, <laughs> uh, such a crock. Get it? Crock?
1: McDonald's? <laughs> And also, honestly, when Laird says that he is such OCD about spacing and have incubable spacing, I have watched him pull out a ruler and measure space around the logo or space around text. No, 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 no,
0: no, no, no. I did not pull out the ruler for me to measure. I pulled out the ruler to prove that I was seeing it wrong. Uh, I was seeing it correctly. I, That's what it was. It, I, I hope- it I look at it and I go, this is, you know, like our recording r- right now where it says timeline footnote. I don't know if you have that. But timeline footnote, it's actually the timeline footnote is closer to the upper bar than it is the lower bar. And it bugs the crap out of me. I'm like, just drop it down one, maybe two pixels, and it's going to be right. <laughs> and it's not even aligned with the icon next to it. And so I want to send them <laughs> a, a note saying, listen, you've got these. Two pixels. Two pixels that that if you could correct this, I might actually pay an extra dollar a month for your service.
1: (laughs) Do you see, dear listeners, do do you see what I have to put up with?
0: Could you imagine this all
1: day? (laughs) And I don't even have to deal with it all day because (laughs) I'm not on your list right now. (laughs) Oh, what list are you talking about? (laughs) I'm talking about the list of projects that you are hyper-focused on. I'm not on it.
0: (laughs) And that's always a good place to be is not on my list.
1: Yes. Yes, it is. So, dear listeners, what do you think about Laird's Rants? Do you think I, I picked the topics purposefully to to goad him. <laughs> Do you have any other suggestions for topics that we can use to get him fired up? Cause I certainly had fun this episode. I hope you did hit us up on Twitter. I am Becky L Schroeder. Laird is L Ricks Ford. You can tweet using the hashtag insurance happy hour, or you can share your thoughts with us on LinkedIn. We are there as well.
0: Don't forget to subscribe. That's all I care about now. Subscribe. (laughs) I want more numbers. Give me numbers! Cookie! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, man. It was a great episode.
1: Yes, it was. I think we were still over 30 minutes. (laughs) We're uh, we're, we're, going to clock in at
0: 45 plus on this one for sure.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Still not meeting those goals, Laird.
0: I'm an overachiever, Becky.
1: (laughs) Alright, well, uh, as always, thanks for listening.
0: That's so funny. You're sitting there, just <laughs> you turn beat red. You're alive. <laughs>
1: I'm
0: hot. I know, I'm boiling over here. Like I'm, I'm literally sweating.
1: <laughs> <sighs> oh jeez. <sighs> You know what, while
0: I was thinking about this, we could probably you know, start talking about that one thing we were talking about yesterday.
1: The episode is over. I don't have to listen to you anymore. What?
0: She, she actually disconnected from Teams. She's not here anymore. What? Just because she... So, I, hold on, I'm going to try to call her on Teams. Well,
1: she put herself on Do Not Disturb.
0: She sent me a middle finger emoji. What, what, what is this all about?